The following is a presentation of Chris Sloan Media. Listener discretion is advised. Where is your heart? How can you keep something like that from a family, from four beautiful kids? Our babies cry every night, wondering where she is. The sun's setting on a late summer's day. I look up and I see a brilliantly bright orange fiery sky in the middle of a pastel blue setting. God, it's beautiful. Surrounded by a dark sky approaching in the background. I wonder if that's a sign. The sound of nothing can be more haunting than any creaks and moans that you can imagine. I think some people confuse quiet with peace. And they're two different things altogether. Quiet is the absence of sound. Peace is a state of tranquility. When you feel like everything is as it should be. And let me tell you, it's a whole hell of a lot easier to find that first thing than it is the last. Nothing is just that. It's the absence of anything, senses, the absence of knowing. That complete lack of knowledge is disturbing because we as human beings aren't wired that way. We need to know, we have to know. When we don't, our minds begin to fill in those gaps with the things that can be wonderful in one moment and in the next, dreadful. It's that imagination. It's bad enough to lose someone you love, but when you don't know where they are or what happened to them, when you have no place to visit the ones you've lost, nowhere to turn and grieve and let some of those pent-up feelings go, that makes it tenfold worse than most people could ever imagine. No one would even want to come close to that thought. This episode is about that very nightmare. These are the Mountain Mysteries. And this is episode 77. A Sacred Place. The Mountain Mystery of Krista Nicole Garrett. I will be the last to fall. I won't shed a tear for them to see. Over 24% of the 1.9 billion square acres in America alone, the mountains that so many people call home, also play host to some of the most staggering mysteries in the world. The missing. And she said, I knew I wasn't there anymore. The murdered. All my emotions just went blank, just like, just blank. And I still live with that today. I think about that so much today as he was in that water. Strange creatures. Whatever it was that was standing up. I'm out here looking through the window now and I don't see anything. I don't want to go outside. I mean, it was a, nope, we need to get out of town. Unexplained lights and sightings. It does 
that look like an airplane. Okay. They come together and then they separate and they just keep doing this all the time. These stories may be strange. They may be sad. They may be odd. But they are mysterious. These are the Mountain Mysteries. And now your host, Chris Sloan. They thought they were going to get away get away with this and they're not going to this in September of 2023. Now at that time, she had been missing without a trace since October of 2019. She was a petite, feisty little firecracker as her family described her. Not quite five foot tall and barely striking that 100 pound mark, if that. I sat in the studio and looked at her picture. I see a mother, a daughter, a friend, And I see green eyes. But what I saw behind them? Well, her soul looks like she fought wars. Mostly with herself. Yet there's promise and a sparkle of hope in there. A sliver of the dream of a better life. And the doubt and wonder she had. As to whether or not she was worth it. I know she's worth it. We all are. But what I know is inconsequential. It's about what she believes. That's what matters. October 13th, 2019. That was the last time her profile picture was updated on Facebook. And October was the last time anyone saw or heard from her. I sat down over the course of two days with some of her family. First, there was Alyssa Johnson and Kim Sloan. Alyssa is Krista's cousin, Kim, is her sister-in-law. Then, Garnet Lowe, who is her aunt, and Ashley Coburn, who is also her cousin. Kim is married to Krista's brother, Jim, and tells us about the first time she met her. Together, Kim and Alyssa paint a vivid picture of some of the struggles Krista has fought. She was 14, Mm -hmm. and she was shy. She was very sweet. Um, She was teeny tiny and super protective of her brother, (laughs) who was quite a bit bigger than her. Um, She was maybe 90 pounds soaking wet and, you know, had curly blonde hair and always fixed herself up when she went out. Actually, sometimes when she stayed in, she fixed herself up. You never saw her without makeup. Yeah, or her hair hair done. done. And put her clothes together, you know. She accessorized, and she had matching colors on and matching shoes and just always very well put together. But shy and extremely protective of her family. Now, it's known that she was an addict. 
and that had already begun when I met her. Okay. Do we know why she got into that lifestyle? What happened? Do you think it was peer pressure, or was there something else going on? Or I think she was easily influenced by people around her, yeah. So kind of hanging out with maybe some of the wrong crowd. I would say yes. Let's talk about, you knew her all this time from the time she was 14, which is roughly the time she started high school on up. How was she in high school? She was homebound educated. Mm-hmm. At that time, she always had friends. These were friends that she would go hang out with, but she didn't relate to people the way that, you know, I, I think of people I know right now who are in high school who are freshmen and the way that they have each other and they're there for each other every single day and see each other and go to class together, go to football games together. It wasn't like that. It was meeting out at the park after dark and doing whatever. So homebound educated. And she did have a lot of friends, though. She did at that time. Well, people she hung out with. Mm-hmm. Okay. She had a click, a circle. Yeah. When did you or did you notice her begin to change? Or was she pretty much this way from the time you knew her? There was a part of her that was always that way. You know, right up to the to, to the last day that I ever spoke to her, there was a part of her that wanted to be well put together and, you know, have it from head to toe. That That's probably why she clung to that hope that she was going for help all that time, that, that this time she was going to go to rehab and it would all be, she was going to get her life back. I think when she started the meth... <laughs> is when pieces of her started to really go missing. How long did she do that? She started that when she met a certain person. Okay. I don't want to mention names. I think that was around 2015, 2016. Well, what happened with that? Okay, well, she was dating this guy, and it was not a great relationship. It was, you know, abusive, and they did help each other with the addiction, uh, with it, obtaining what they wanted. And they, it, it was just really off again, on and gone. It, it was explosive. Not a healthy relationship. No, super toxic. So who ended that? Was it him or her? Or was it maybe just I'm honestly a, not sure. But it ended. It ended, yeah. It ended. They both moved on. There's been a lot of speculation uh, as to the last time that she had been seen. You, before we began this process, cleared that up for me. When was the last time that Krista Garrett was seen? By me, it was in October of that year. I took her to Tiger Mart. The one up here on US-23. On US-23. She went in, she bought candy for the kids, and I drove her home. What was the last thing you heard her say to you? The last time I talked to her on the phone, she was she was actually staying with someone else at the time, and she was able to get into a church, and she called me. And the very last thing she ever said to me was, I'm going to rehab. I'm going to get my life back. Do you think she meant it? Yes. With everything in her, she meant it. Do you think she did? Yeah. Yep. Yep, 100%. What do you think the driving force behind that was? Maybe her kids? Yes, her children. How many kids does she have? Four. 
her life. They are her yes. world. What date was that? October of 2019? Yeah. And nobody's heard from her since. You have no idea. Who's involved in this investigation? Uh, Kentucky State Police, I would assume, and mm -hmm. anyone else? Well, I don't know of. I know that we are going to be speaking shortly with Garnet. And Garnet has been very, very active as well in this search. What is it that you miss most about her? I miss her, her genuine spirit. She was very genuine. You and didn't have to wonder where you stood with her, did you? No. She'd let you know? No, if, if she loved you, she loved you. If she had other feelings, you probably know <laughs> yes. it. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. If she was now mad, she was, you what, know four it. foot eleven, about 95 pounds. And a tiny. spitfire. <laughs> yes. Yeah, a little tiny firecracker <laughs> mm -hmm. with a great big bang. Yeah. Yeah. When she went off, you knew it. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> but she would give you the shirt off her back. Yeah. She'd do anything she could for you. She might do both in the same sentence. That's not necessarily a bad thing. No. You definitely know where you stand with her yes. and what's going on with her. Yep. This is quite possibly, to me, worse than knowing, is the not knowing. 100%. You know, I was sitting across the table and I looked into the eyes of Kim and Alyssa while we were having this part of the discussion. What I saw was pain, heartache, and a desire just, if nothing else, for answers. They didn't care about knowing anybody's name on who called in a tip. They just wanted to know where their family was, where their loved one was. They wanted to know where Krista was at. That's all they cared about. If you could talk to... Anybody that might know anything about this right now, what would you say to them? What would you ask them? How many years has it been? Four. It has been four years. Our babies have, our babies cry every night wondering where she is. We don't know what to tell her babies. How old are they? 18, 14, 11, 11 and, and six. six. So one was just two years old when she went missing. The other one was 14. These were kid kids. Yeah. Babies. They're affected for the rest of their life. That, that will never go away. No. You don't think it's a situation where they think that she ran off because of them, do you? No. No. Good. Because it's, that's not the case. What is the case, I wonder, is there something around here going on that people don't want to talk about for some reason? But everybody needs to know about. It's not just going on here. It's all over the place. It's called abduction. It's called trafficking in human beings. I don't know if that's the case here. I don't. But what happened to her? Not a sign. Not a sight. Not a picture. Not even a sighting in four years. Nobody has called to say, hey, I think I saw her at wherever. You've not received a phone call like that? No. Nobody has said anything. Nope. Not a whisper, not a trace. Nope. What's your fear here? Because I can tell you what mine is. My fear here is, is that somebody or that people have just kind of written it off because okay. of her past. They don't look at what could have been. They don't look at what was the thing that she was headed for, which was to get her life back. 
for her kids, for her family, for the people she loved, for the people she cared about, for her. That's what a lot of people don't see. They're looking at things one-dimensionally. When was the last time you saw her, Melissa? I'm not sure. Maybe a, a month or October, maybe even in October. What happened? She was in a bad relationship, and actually me and Kim picked her up from her boyfriend's house, and we took her to a church. Uh, she was she wasn't in good shape. She was out of it, but uh, she she knew she could trust us. She knew no matter what, we'd be there. So we. I'm getting church here is a recurring theme. She was turning towards God, which was great. That that's what she needed to do. But I'm seeing this more and more with her. Kim, how many times, or had she ever been through the recovery process before? Several. She she had been in and out of. She had been in. Um, residential treatment three times she had been in outpatient treatment off and on for several years that is not uncommon statistically speaking for somebody to go through this more than one time no that's actually a part of the process yeah that's very common it's it's actually and they will tell you that look because here's the thing as long as you don't quit trying then you never fail it was probably at this moment that I began to realize that there was a lot more to this than what I had initially thought. My first thought was human trafficking, like you heard me say, but then I started to think, there's any number of things that could have happened here. This could have been the result of a bad relationship, or maybe she's seen or heard something she shouldn't have. Or, well, she was on the path to get her life back. You keep trying, and you keep going back. That shows desire. That shows desire for a different outcome. If you want to change your life, the first thing you have to do is make changes in your life. You get better at it until you get where you want to be. And she had all the reasons to do that. I can't help but wonder, you know, with with all these things that I'm learning right now coming into play, you know, there is such a thing out there as people who just love to control. Do you think that that might have had anything to do with this? I think there is a strong possibility, yes. Okay. Somebody out there wanted to take back what he saw as his. The thing that I've always said about this, having a marriage license or even putting a ring on somebody's finger or calling them girlfriend or boyfriend doesn't mean you own them. We don't own anybody. They own themselves. And I'm wondering, this could come into play here. And I'm wondering if this particular individual saw this as, no, you're not leaving. You're not going anywhere. You're not doing whatever. And things just went bad. They went, well, actually, they went from bad to worse. It's a very big possibility, I think. Have the authorities been notified of this? I mean, does KSP know about this? Yes. yes. They do. Yeah. So they're, they're, and they know the name. Yeah. They know all this stuff. Yes. Everyone's been questioned that we know about. And nobody has said or, or at least said that they've seen anything. No. And nobody really knows much of anything. Her children, like you said, they're now four years older. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they still have difficulty in dealing with this. Mm, yeah. This is going to be one. Of, how about the rest of the family? I, I'm, I can only imagine that that's got a. We, we really don't have a lot of family. It's really just us. Who's us? You, 
Alyssa, Kim. Kim's your husband. What, what's his name? Jim. Jim? Okay, Jim. We're now Jim that, and Kim. Jim and Kim. That's easy <laughs> enough for even me to remember that one. Now, Jim is Krista's brother. Yes. I see. Okay. And like I said, coming up soon, we're going to be... Now, who is Garnet? Garnet is Krista's aunt. Garnet uh, is Krista's aunt. Okay. Her... Krista's dad is Garnet's brother. I see. And she has been instrumental in this search, trying to find... where. Where's Krista's dad at? He passed away. I see. Okay. He passed away in 2008. Okay. What, if anything, are your hopes at this point? That is a big question, because for a long time I told Krista, you're going to end up in a ditch, and I'm going to have to tell your kids that mommy's not coming home. And now the best thing that I can tell them is where she is, maybe... You know, maybe I can tell them. At least we know what happened. At least we know she's not suffering right now. And here's the thing. I'm sure that you don't care about getting the name of the person that gave you the tip on what happened or where she is. What you care about is just the information itself. Yes. We just want to know where she is. The looks on your face says you're begging. Yeah. Anybody with any information, you can reach out to the Kentucky State Police. Post 9 in Pikeville, 606-433-7711. Do you know the name of the detective that is handling this particular case? Or, you know, I mean, you can actually, you know, you could probably call Post 9 and just say, hey, I have information regarding Krista Garrett. Yep. They're going to put you in touch with the right person. I think the case has changed hands anyway. I'm not sure. Well, it's four years. It's not uncommon. Troopers, detectives, they retire. New ones come in. It's an ongoing process. It never changes. It never ends. What are you feeling right now about this? She didn't have anybody there to fight for her. Um, I think the least anybody can do now is speak up for her and tell everybody what happened. Maybe bring some prosecution in on this. Maybe get somebody in front of a judge and 12 people, 12 jurors. How about you, Alyssa? Uh, yeah, that would be nice. Well, what do you um, feel about this? I, I just, I want her kids to know that they're, you know, I want their kids, her kids to know what, for sure, what is going on. And not have a big question mark in their head when they lay their head to go to sleep at night. Tell me about a time when she made you laugh. You're wearing this mask and I can still see that smile under your face. I can see you just kind of cracking up. Well, okay, we had cookouts quite a bit at my house and, and Jim's house, and we never knew who she was going to bring to the cookout. <laughs> <laughs> so one time she brings this, this lady who, she's already drunk, okay? The lady's already drunk. She's like, uh, now her boyfriend said, this is such and such. She's had a very bad, bad day. And Krista looks and she's like, and a few too many. <laughs> <laughs> so she didn't, she did not care. No, she did no. not care. No. Well, here's the thing. She spoke the truth. She did. Yeah. She didn't care to say what it was. How about you? Was there a time that she just made you absolutely crack up? She was always making me laugh. She was just one of those people that wanted to be by herself a lot. But then when you opened up to her just a little bit, she, she knew how to get in there and make you laugh and make your day better. So there's, 
can't think of a specific one, but there was there they were there. Yes, yeah. No, that's a part of producing the mountain mysteries that I love. Talking about those great memories, the ones that make you laugh, the ones that make you realize how much you love them and the, how much they loved you. And but unfortunately, those things don't last. So now, I had to go in a direction that I don't like doing. But it was necessary. How did you find out she was missing? Either one of you. I'll tell you what clued me in. Uh, Her son's birthday passed and she didn't call. Okay. We... She would go, she went to rehab. This was not her first rodeo in rehab. She went to rehab. She's got a mouth on her. She lost her phone privileges frequently. Most weeks she didn't have her phone privileges. You know, we knew it was going to be weeks before we would hear from her. Mm-hmm. But when her son's birthday passed with no phone call, I knew something was wrong. And then when Christmas came and went, that's her daughter's birthday, plus it's Christmas, still no phone call. By that point... Had you guys tried to contact the guy that she was with at the time? Yeah, but he... I think he was incarcerated at the time. Okay. And at that point, I was trying to get in contact with the rehabs that I know that she had been to previously. Mm-hmm. And not, nobody... Not a sight, not a sound, no information, nobody knew anything about it? Nothing. And nobody at that church could tell us when they had seen her last either. Now, keep in mind here, she was in and out of rehab a few times. She was trying to get her life back. But, like Kim said, apparently Krista knew how to talk back, and did frequently. So, she would lose her phone privileges. Now, that meant that she had no way of communicating with any of her family. No way of letting them know what's going on. That's a very important point that's about to come into play. Is that about the same way that you yeah. kind of figured it out between yeah. two together? Yep, yeah, because she would never, she would never miss her baby's birthday. Four foot eleven, ninety-five pounds, firecracker. You know, I'm putting all this together, and I'm sitting here thinking, what if she told this guy to piss off? And she would have. Oh, I've got no yeah. doubt about that. Yep. Yep. And he snapped. Is it a possibility? Probably wouldn't have been the first time. She lost many of a thing in a few toxic relationships. Mm-hmm. This one was no exception. No different. No. In a few moments, we'll speak with more of Krista's family and ask a burning question. 48 hours, is that's the most crucial. Any investigator will tell you that. You're not yes. talking about two days. You're talking about months before you realized it. Why is that? That's when we come back on the Mountain Mysteries, Episode 77, A Sacred Place. Matthew. Huh? Oh, sorry. It's okay. I just need you to listen to me. I know that a lot of times, Mom, it might not seem like I'm listening to you, but I am. I hear you. And what you say really does matter to me. I mean, let's be honest. No kid likes rules, but I get why we have them. I hear you, and I know it's because you care. All the talks we've had over the years, 
including what you've told me about not using alcohol and other drugs, they stick with me. And believe it or not, they really do make a difference, especially at times that matter most. Hey, want a drink? No thanks, I'm good. So thank you, Dad, for talking and preparing me for what's ahead. Thanks, Mom, for never giving up and always being my biggest fan. Thank you for letting me know what you expect so I can try to meet your expectations. Thank you for talking. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. Hi, I'm Chris Lone. The producer of The Mountain Mystery is asking you to consider joining our Patreon and helping us bring these stories of the murdered, vanished, and their families to the world. The Mountain Mysteries focuses on how the victims lived and helping listeners to better understand who these people were and are and their impacts on the countless lives that we all touch. The link is in the show notes. All you've got to do is click it. You have three tiers that you can choose from or make your own custom pledge. All tiers get early access to episodes as well as our live streaming events called The Gatherings, which is Thursday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern, and the private exclusive community that's for Patreons only. That's Sundays at 8 p.m. Eastern. That's called Contact, in which I work with Stacia Underwood Gullet of 606 Paranormal and try to help these families get answers. Thank you for your time. And as always, stay mysterious. After Kim and Alyssa left, I went outside to my patio and I had a seat and just sat there and looked at the sky. So many questions. And only one person could answer them and nobody knew where she was at. I had already learned enough to develop a mind expansion headache and saw for myself where this could have went in several different directions. Went south, that is. Regardless of some of the decisions that Krista might have made in her life that weren't really good for her overall well-being, no one deserves whatever it is that happened to her that would keep her from her kids and the people that love her and the people that she loves. Well, the next day rolled around, and when I heard the knock on the door, I knew Garnet had arrived, and she brought someone with her. Ashley. Garnet Lowe is Krista's aunt. Ashley Coburn is also her cousin. I didn't waste much time. I asked what had happened when they discovered Krista was missing, and Garnet began. When we found out, of course, we jumped on it. Uh, we started doing flyers. I drove around places. I would ask anybody that I thought might know anything. How did you find out? We actually, um, my daughter found out when the sister-in-law told her. And, okay, we're here with Ashley, too. You found out. So you were the first one out of you and your mom. Yes. To learn this. Mm-hmm. How did you find out? I um, had seen the sister-in-law, and I asked, as I always did when I seen her, how Krista was. Mm-hmm. And that's when she informed me that she was actually missing. What was your thoughts then? I was devastated. I really, I didn't know what to think. I was shocked. Um, Million and, things running through your mind. Oh, yeah. And I immediately, as soon as I got a minute, I was at work at the time, and as soon as I got a minute, I contacted my mom, mm-hmm. and we just kind of jumped on everything. She'd done some um, interviews on the news. But I can only assume that that feeling in your stomach is just like a pit. It just falls, and it falls, and it falls, and it never lands. So you started printing out flyers, and... You go out and ask everybody. 
where you know have you seen her and what was the response that you were getting out of people had anybody seen her or well you can't really get any specific timelines but yes we have had several stories of um what may have happened um one is that something could have happened at the mouth of abbott okay in prestonsburg because she had showed up at someone's house actually at Goble Roberts saying that these two people were after her it was a male and a female mm-hmm. that she named and we do know names but due to the investigation and also her children this is an ongoing investigation it's still yes okay yes and and there's there's also been a lot of roadblocks for the detective due to timelines um and so many different stories that people tell how long was it before i mean from the time that you know she was last seen until you found out how long was it before you realized wait a minute she's not here she's missing how how what was it a week a few days a month what from when we found out she had already been missing um three to almost four months before we knew 48 hours is that's the most crucial any investigator will tell you that you're not talking about two days you're talking about months before you realized it why is that well her brother you know they really didn't get alarmed at first because it wasn't uncommon for her to you know to be gone a while and then come back but when her um when some of her children had birthdays and then the holidays went by and she didn't show up for that, then that they definitely knew then that something was bad wrong. So she missed birthdays. She missed holidays. And that was your yes. the tip of the hat, so to speak. Yes. That was saying, hey, she's got four children. You know, we had a discussion earlier with Kim and Alyssa, four babies that are devastated. Yes. Apparently, there's there's more than one person out there that knows what happened. Absolutely. Why wouldn't somebody come forward and say a threat of their life? Or that could be that could be that they are afraid, um, or they are just heartless scum. In my eyes, I mean, I'm sorry. You you mm-hmm. you know this, and and you've got a family that needs answers and 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 needs closure. And any anybody that knows, um, I hope they're haunted every day. I hope all they see is Krista's face. Now, Garnett, what are you to Krista? You are her aunt. You're her aunt. Mm-hmm. And Ashley, that would make you her cousin. Yes. Okay. This is a tough question. Mm-hmm. Hopes that you'll find her alive. We would love to, but I mean, honestly, I been four years yeah yes so the best that you can really hope for is answers and closure and justice that would have happened yeah yes and then somebody being prosecuted for this absolutely or some bodies yes because one of the tales and we don't want to get too involved in this just yet because of the ongoing investigation but one of the tales out there that are floating around is that there were multiple assailants. Yes, yes. More than one person. Yes, involved. that is that is another story that something happened in the Dixie apartments at Goble Roberts in Prestonsburg. Yes, there was multiple, and as I said, we do know names, but 
due to the investigation, we, we will not say that, though I would love to, but I would also rather have closure. Um, well, there's a verse in the Bible that talks about everything in the dark will come to light. Absolutely. And, and I think it's Matthew. But uh, absolutely, and, and, and it will. But having a little bit of an assist right there wouldn't be a bad thing. So if somebody knew something, and they're sitting on this information and not saying a word, and if you're listening to this, I'm speaking to you directly. How in the hell do you sleep at night? Exactly what is it in your mind that says, oh, it's all going to be okay? Because I will tell you, if you don't answer in this one, you will answer in the next one. And your life right now has got to be a living wreck. You know, there's, I'm sure you've heard this, both of you guys. There's an old adage out there that says the truth will set you free. Mm-hmm. And it will. Yes. Just tell the truth. I mean, there's people out there right now <laughs> that know what happened. Mm-hmm. She's been missing since now. And this is another thing, too, that I want to try to counter is the misinformation. Mm-hmm. There's been all kinds of misinformation. Well, she was last seen on Kentucky Route 114. Well, to your knowledge, it was actually at the Exxon Mar- Tiger, Tiger Mart. Tiger Mart. Yes. Yeah, 23, and that is confirmed. Um, there mm. is footage of her there. Okay. Well, see, Kim, last, or, you know, when, when I spoke with Kim, she had told me that, that Krista had gone in and bought some candy bars for the kids and, you know, whatever, you know, stuff like that. And the last thing that she had said to Kim, as you heard earlier in this episode— is that Krista told her that she wanted to get her life back and she was going to go seek treatment. And we're aware that she had sought treatment more than once. Mm -hmm. And you know what? That's actually quite normal. That's not, that is not unheard of, but she was trying. Mm -hmm. She was headed down that path. She was trying to get things straightened back up. So tell me, you knew her from the day she was born. Yes. How was she when she was a child? Just... That she she really didn't change. She was just always just so timid and tiny and soft spoken and and um, hot and bashful. Mm-hmm. And um, kind of introverted. Mm-hmm. And she and Ashley has played together. Um, mm-hmm. but How old was she when she went missing? Um, I guess thirty two. She'll be um thirty seven in September. September twenty fifth. Yes. And I'm 36. I'll be 37 in February. So there was a time that we were really close. Yeah. And our lives took different paths. It's no secret. She had an addiction. Um, but, you know. Well, I, that doesn't make her any less of a person. Absolutely not. And that no. doesn't make me love her any less. No, absolutely. I, and and that's, mm-hmm. that's a testimony to your character, too. You know, anybody that looks down on somebody else because they have an addiction, that you know, you need to study your life a little bit closer yourself. I've got addictions. I'm addicted mm-hmm. to caffeine to nicotine and etc take your pick everybody's got something you know i don't care you know uh cam last night sit right here and openly admitted in open court that she had an addiction to diet mountain dew so it's, <laughs> and, and i get that i understand i mine's the diet coke so it's but addiction's addiction yes and, and she just had one that was much more harsh Throughout these episodes i like to make little points along the way and the point there is don't judge anyone else because you sin differently. Everybody has something. A skeleton in the closet or some kind of an addiction. As a matter of fact, I don't know of anybody in today's world and today's times that don't have something that they use to cope with the levels of stress that are all too common in everyday life. Caffeine? 
maybe nicotine. For some people, it's something a lot more severe. But addiction is addiction, and we are all human beings. Sometimes it does feel like some people either kind of licks down or don't think it's as important. Brushes it off. Or or that, Mm -hmm. and it's almost like... Like she's less of a person. Right, and it's almost like even, even the people that is involved, you know, well, nobody's going to, you know, nobody's going to miss care. her. Nobody's going to miss her. But, but, you know, what people don't understand is, you know, she, she is a human. She had a heart. She had a soul. And when Jesus died on the cross, she was, it was as much for Krista as it was for you and I or yes, anybody it was. else. Yes, it was. Let me tell you something. When Jesus walked this earth, he didn't go to the kings. He didn't go to the aristocrats. He went to the people that needed him most. He went to the sinners. He went to the lepers. He went to the impoverished, the poor, the people that had no hope. That's where he went. Yes. To people just like this. And, you know, when someone that I know found out, you know, I posted on Facebook, you know, I would love to do an episode on Amber, and I'd love to do one on Krista. Mm-hmm. And I was very fortunate. God said, okay. Next thing I know, Debbie Hall, who I now consider a friend, and Amber's aunt, Melissa, had contacted me. Then I hear from you and Ashley and Kim and Alyssa, and I'm like, great. So we're doing this. God has opened that door. But I actually had somebody ask me, why would you do something like this, an episode like this, on somebody who is known to have a drug addiction. Let me tell you what I see when I look at Krista's picture. I see a mother. I see a daughter. I see a cousin. I see somebody's friend. I see a human being. Absolutely. I don't see that. I see that she had made some choices that weren't great. Well, guess what? So did I. Absolutely. We all do. Yes, we all do. It's a part of the human experience. It's a part of living. That is why God puts us here, to learn. And I do think that she had learned. Unfortunately, I'm afraid it may have cost her because of some of the people that she associated with. Now, where I do draw the line on this kind of thing is where somebody decides that it's okay to take another life for any reason outside of defense of one's children or family. That I get. As far as I'm concerned, she has just as much right to life as anybody else. Yes. So somebody out there knows what happened to her. Absolutely. And at some point, you know, the great thing about these podcast episodes, it's on the internet. Even if I took it down, there's this little thing on Apple or on Spotify where you can click download. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, you've got it to your phone. You don't have to have the internet to get it. It's there. It's downloaded. So maybe somebody somewhere at some point in time will hear this and say, you know, I know what happened to her. Right. Yeah. And that makes it better than those flyers that we put up that continue to disappear. Where where was that at? Gobel Roberts, particularly, and the village um, there by Jeannie Wiley Leaker, the gas station. Yeah, I know the place you know Mm -hmm. about. Mm -hmm. Both of those places, they, they disappear every time. You know, the only reason I can think of that anybody would take those down is because they don't want somebody looking. Why would they not look, dig deeper, look deeper? There's a reason for people's actions. Mm -hmm. What is that reason? Now, once you discover what that reason is, what's their motivation? Well, the reason they don't want somebody to look deeper is because their motivation for that is 
they had something to do with it. Mm-hmm. Right. Or they know something or they're going to be linked to it somehow or another. It's like I told you, Garnet. You could come up here with flyers and say, would you care if I put the, go ahead, put them where you think that they'll do the most good. Mm-hmm. I'll do what I can to help you out. Mm-hmm. Most people would probably say that. Right. If they didn't have nothing to hide. What do you miss most about her? Everything. Um, I worked at I worked at Billy Ray's for over twelve years. Well, we've probably seen would... each other in her time or two. Then, yeah, <laughs> probably. Mm-hmm. Um, and she would come in from time to time, and mm-hmm. and and she we we would talk. Sure. Um, and you know she would always say, uh, no matter no matter who she was with, she would always say that she's doing good, and and um, even though that talk... may not have been the case, right, right. She had a notorious history for bad relationships didn't she yes yes i mean some of these were very 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 abusive abusive yes she was just broken i think she was a broken little girl from what i gathered in a previous interview she felt like she wasn't good enough Mm -hmm. which is not true but 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 she felt like she wasn't good enough Mm -hmm. you know and here are these four beautiful kids we've got destiny cameron caitlin and harley yes yes beautiful kids four four daughters is that right three daughters oh, three and daughters, a son. daughters and a son. Okay. yes well harley can go you know yes yeah. um, yeah. okay so three daughters and probably a little boy as cute as a button He's the he's the he's oldest. The oldest. Oh, oh, is he really? Yeah, okay. Cameron's eighteen. Cameron's, okay. Yes. Then we have Destiny. Mm-hmm. Destiny, which looks just like her mother. Clone. I saw a picture of her, and I'm telling you, it was like I was looking at Krista. Yes. And I'm That's not, all I'm I not just saying that. Mm-hmm. Kim, oh, she held that phone up. She said, "Look at this," and I was like, "Oh mm-hmm. dear Lord, are you serious?" I said, "That looks just like Krista." Mm-hmm. That's clone. all I see. That's what you said earlier, mm-hmm. clone. And I was like, "Yeah, absolutely." I want to say something to these kids, mm-hmm. to every one of them. You're loved. Yes. Yes. Very much. More than you probably realize. You're cared about. And each one of you are special. Mm-hmm. Keep going. Be somebody. And the best way to honor her is to live a good life. Yes. Yes. But all four of you are loved. Yes. What's, what do you miss most about her, Ashley? My, just um, one of my fondest memories, and I actually live um, on the same road now. Mm-hmm. I can always recall her at her dad's. He had a, a large sliding glass window in one of the bedrooms, and we always went in there and played Dairy Queen drive through And I, that's, that's just something cool. I always think about <laughs> um, when I think about her. So were you the worker, or were you the yeah, person coming turns. to the drive Okay, so <laughs> kind of went back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> so that that is so cool. Mm-hmm. Was, was, was there a memory that you've got that jumps out at you that just says, I thought I'd fall over laughing so hard? If we did anything that uh, we thought we might get in trouble for, that her dad might would catch, we would run. There was a big pine tree outside. We would run and get under <laughs> by his sister's house. <laughs> so you were fleeing. You were he would fleeing get onto it sometimes. <laughs> you were fleeing and evading. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, here's the thing: the memories are what you hold on to, and they're kind of good and they're bad in mm-hmm. the same token, because they're good in the fact that you've got that to always. Hold on to. But they're bad in the fact that you know 
that's all you've got mm-hmm. to hold on to. It's a catch-22. It is. The memories that her kids are missing out on, too. Well, you got to think that she went missing four years ago. So at the time, Cameron was 14. Mm-hmm. And Des was, what, 10? This yeah. was around, mm-hmm. 10. around 10. And Kate was around 7, mm-hmm. give or take, etc. And poor little Harley. Just a baby. Just two. A, yeah. Two years old. And I'm sure that they want answers as much as anybody. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. And they deserve they do. answers. We all deserve answers. No, I'm I'm looking here, and from what I see, she never really stayed in one place for very long. No. No. So that could be another reason why it was so difficult to determine her as a missing person. It is. Yes. So she didn't really have much in the line of roots. I mean, in terms of, you know, stay, you know, this is where I've lived for the last X number of years. No. She would kind of bounce around mm-hmm. here and there. It made it very difficult. We know now that she did not go missing in August. She went missing in October. That's correct. Yes. She, she was, went, I'm sorry. She was last heard from by phone call in August. Am I right on that? Um, yes. I think I'm right on that. But anyway, the phone call was from October. a church. Oh, okay. October. Uh, the phone call was from a church in Goble Roberts. Um, okay, so who let her in there to use the phone? Was anyone with her? And that was to her brother and sister-in-law. The phone call was stating that, and, and this was what I was told. Um, I mean, there, I have no proof of that. That was just the last phone call that they recall having with her and that she was going to go to rehab. Mm-hmm. Um, but she never, and that's when they wasn't really alarmed. Um, sometimes these rehabs, you can't have a phone call for a couple of weeks so they wasn't alarmed, and then, like we had said earlier, once some holidays and things passed by, she wasn't confirmed to be in any rehabs or anything, and that's when they they said they became concerned. So it was at that point when everybody stood up and said, wait a minute, mm-hmm. what's yes. going on here? Yes. How many times had she been in and out of rehab? I, I couldn't give you a number, but no. it was several over the years, um, mm-hmm. several Always showed some promise. Yes, she's, um, yeah, she, there was, there was one point, you know, she, she was, I think, fighting to get her kids back and, you know, she was doing well, I think, for a little while and, and that was her next goal was to, to get her kids. But somehow she got pulled back into that trap. My guess is, is by association. Yes, absolutely. You know, one of the first things they tell you is you got to break ties. Yes. Yes. And that's most generally where they go wrong. Yeah, that's the hardest thing mm-hmm. for them, for a lot of people, is to break ties with the only people that they have associated with over the course of the last however long. Yes. But it's vital. Mm-hmm. It's vital. You can make new friends. Absolutely. Yes. You know, there's a thing out there that my mom and dad used to preach to me, OQP, only quality people. Mm-hmm. Now, having an addiction does not make you not a quality person, mm-hmm. but the lack of effort or the lack of caring about whether you do or not, that kind of dampens things. Mm -hmm. If you could find anything, if there's anything that you want to come out of this, what would it be? Just, we just want answers and we want, we want to know what happened and and where she is and, um, you know, shine light on not only her, but all of these ladies. I mean, what's happened here? (laughs) What's going on in this town? Whether they're related or or they're not, what what is going on here? How can we get control of our little town and and stop all this? 
And there's really no excuse for anybody that knows anything. There's no excuse that you can't make an anonymous call. You're not worried about their name. No. You're not worried about, okay, I'm so-and-so and I live at such-and-such. You're worried about the information. What they know. What, what do they, they know, know. How they can help. You can also call Post 9 in Pikeville at 433-7711. Who's the detective in charge of this investigation currently? Tony Tackett. Good man. Okay. Yes. If you could say, and I'd like to start with you, Garnett. If you could say anything. If I had the person sitting right there in that chair that you knew knows what happened to her, what would you say to them? Talk to them. I would beg them to please tell us what they know because... The truth. The truth. We deserve answers. And and definitely her children deserve answers. We deserve closure. And Krista deserves a service. I mean, she, you know, she's... We just, we just want to know what happened. And, and as long as I have a breath... Um, my brother's not here to fight for her, and I won't stop until we know and somebody pays. Actually, if they were sitting right there in that chair. Where is your heart? How can you keep something like that from a family, from four beautiful kids? You know, it's likely at one point, you, you know, they were an acquaintance or friends or, you know, they had been involved with her in some way. So how, how can you just... How can you know something like that and keep it closed and, and or keep it quiet? And maybe they struggle with the same addictions as she did. It's likely that they that they do, but they can overcome that too. They can. I mean, how free would they feel to get that off their chest? I would imagine. I can't imagine having something like that on my chest. I mean, how free would they feel? You know that that could break their chains of addiction or. That'd be just a whole new life for them to get something like that off their chest and, and to give to give us closure and Krista justice. You know, as host of this, I'm beginning to get a sense. I go to sleep about every night with April. I go to sleep about every night with Dwayne, with Muriel, now with Amber, now with Krista, and countless others. But it's not to the level of intensity that you or Garnett do or that these babies do. When you close your eyes at night, and this is for both of you, when you close your eyes at night, do you see her? Yes. Dreams? Nightmares? Dreams, yes. Of sleepless nights, you know, wandering, trying to piece together things. What what else can we do? And you know what? Your mind plays tricks on you. It and will go absolutely crazy. I mean, it yes. will go off on tangents mm-hmm. if and you let it. very <laughs> difficult to see because... As she mentioned earlier, we do know names. Um, that makes it even we worse. We have multiple stories, um, but That's we do have multiple too. names as well. And seeing these people in the community We're, just pass you by like. We don't have to go into, like we talked, you and I talked about it earlier, mm-hmm. Ashley, about core, you know, the heart of the story. But there seems to be one recurring story out there. Is that the one that you think? And we do not have to share that right now. But is that the one that you seem to think this is probably the most likely because it's the one that we're hearing the most of? That's what I feel um, in my heart is that um, that it, it is that situation um, because that is the one we hear most about. Um, it may vary just a little, but uh, most of the people and 
it, it all stays the same. In that story, in that particular story, how many assailants were involved off the top of your mind, if you can recall? Four to five. Four to five. Yes. Um, there was, I think, maybe four participants and a cleanup, so to speak. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you know the cleanup person. Absolutely. Yes. yes. And here's the kicker. If that individual is listening, you know it too. Yes. She knows who she is. Yes. He knows who he is. Mm-hmm. They know who they are. Yes. Yes. Now, I'm speaking directly to you right now, to the cleanup or to the assailants. How in the hell is it that you sleep at night? And don't sit there and give me that bullshit answer with a fan on, because that just tells me exactly how heartless you are. And I'm sorry, but I think that every human being in this world has a little a little piece of God in them. It's just a lot of us choose not to let that out. Some people choose not to let that out. And that's why you aren't living your existing. Yes. I would say, come forward. Make an anonymous phone call. Call Garnet. Call Ashley. Call Kim. Call somebody. Leave an anonymous tip with Tony Tackett. Yes. Leave a note when you take down our flyer. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that, that's a good one. I wish I thought of that one. So she was very quiet. She was obviously very loving. Yeah. Tiny. Tiny. Yes. Yeah. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I read on her thing, four foot 11 and yes. like 95 pounds. Mm-hmm. And from what I discovered last night, she could be a firecracker. <laughs> Tiny like her mama. This is one of those things where it does not need to go on any longer. It's gone on too long as it is. Yeah, This has gone on far too long as it is. And one of the things that I hate most about it is that she had this feeling, I guess, of inadequacy. She felt like she wasn't good enough. And that's why she allowed herself to be placed in some situations that she was placed in. Yes. So I will say this also. Not only to her kids. But to anybody else out there listening, you are good enough. You do not have to tolerate violence in a relationship. You don't have to do something you don't want to do. Nobody owns you. You are in command of your own life. You are in control of yourself. And to add to that, no matter how far you've went or what you've done, you still your family still loves you. Very much. Let me ask you a question. Yeah, look at me. That's it. Do you love her? Absolutely. Garnet, do you love her? Yes. So all the mistakes, all the times, all the whatever, the the, the screw-ups, and that don't matter? No, not at all. Hmm. The only thing you ask is, um, did I do enough? Did, you know, did, did we do enough? Did we try hard enough? And maybe if, maybe if this... Maybe if we'd done this or that, it would have made a difference in how it ended up. That right there broke me in two. It had never occurred to me in all of the episodes I've done and all of the people I've spoken with. That is a real feeling, a real emotion. That self-doubt that those left behind 
have, did they do enough? What else could they have done differently? The truth of the matter is in almost every case, including this one, they did everything they could. It was beyond their control. The hardest thing in our lives is accepting and understanding that we can't control everything that happens to us. But we can control how we respond to it. Get that doubt out of your mind. You did. You did. You did everything you could. This is not on you, Ashley. It's not on you. It's not on Kim. It's not on Alyssa. It's not on her babies. This is nobody's fault other than the people that did it. It's their fault. It's their doing. I've been doing this long enough to see. And you place accountability where accountability goes. And accountability in this case goes on whoever it was that took her life. It had nothing to do with Garnet, Ashley. It had nothing to do with anybody other than them. And I hope these babies hear this because it had nothing to do with you. You are victims. Absolutely. People getting murdered, killed, or missing. Because let me tell you something. Krista just didn't wake up one morning and say, hmm, well, I think I'm going to drop off the face of the earth today and never <laughs> talk to my kids again or my family or every you know everybody that means anything to me. That didn't happen. That's Absolutely not the way this went not. down. No, it's not the way this went down at all. And you know what? It had nothing to do with you. It had nothing to do with you. It had nothing to do with her babies. I'm getting on my Nancy Grace soapbox now. So it's, <laughs> but, you know, I do. I get upset because I think that every human being has the potential to do something wonderful in this life. Yes. We're here for a reason. And it's my guesstimate. That reason is to help other people and to be helped and to understand it's okay to get help. So with that being said, I hope that everybody out here listens and listening to this will say a prayer for this family. Say a prayer for these babies. I've seen pictures of them. Man, beautiful. Beautiful. Yes. Beautiful. And sweet. And Destiny looks so much like I'm I'm serious. It's like somebody cloned it's Krista. Like just looking at her. That's that's you how know, I remember her growing up. <laughs> I saw that picture last night that Kim had showed me on her phone. She said, I want you to look at this. And I looked at that and I was like, you have got to be kidding me. Mm-hmm. It was, seriously, it, it wasn't look, like looking at Krista 15 years ago. It was like looking at Krista. That's Krista. Yes. Yes. And I said, are you sure that's not? She said, oh, honey, I'm sure. That's not That's not Krista. That's, that's destiny. Yes. And I was like, holy cow. But pray for them. Pray for this family. Pray for some kind of intervention, be it by law enforcement or by the hand of God himself. Because these people need to know that what they did, sorry, let me rephrase that. They already know what they did was wrong. But now they need to be made accountable for it. They need to say this. And I just wanted to, um, we mentioned the one story, um, but I wanted to make sure the others, again, unfortunately, (coughs) I can't say names, but Mm -hmm. um, I do do want to put the scenarios out there that there was... um, possible boyfriend um there was some stories with or he was a boyfriend mm-hmm. um there was some stories involved of his possible involvement involvement yes um what do you think about that do you think that's 
I, I Maybe. think it's very possible. Yes, um, I, I'm leaning toward the other um, situation just because that's the one that we've heard the most. Um, but knowing this guy's name, absolutely, yes. Okay, I, let me ask you a couple of questions on this particular situation. Mm-hmm. How many times have you heard this story in any form of its similarity? In other words, okay, this isn't the first time I've heard this. I've heard this fill-in-the-blank times. How many times would you say that you've heard this particular story, if you were guessing, and for how long? We know she's been missing for four years, but in the course of that four years, how many times would you say you've heard this one particular story where the four people and the cleanup person was involved? Several. I mean, probably seven or eight times and with different people telling it that that's just it right there okay now were all of the same people that were involved in the first story these were the same people throughout the entire story the same people were involved in each pretty well yes yes okay maybe adding maybe another name that we hadn't heard Mm -hmm. but But yes yes Mm -hmm. always the same names i'm sure detective tackett knows about this absolutely Mm -hmm. something tells me they're they're not done, not by a long shot. No. What's your faith like in KSP? Oh, I wholeheartedly have faith in KSP. Um, I, I know, it just unfortunately, um, it's out of their control how much time things take. and It does. It they does have things that they have to yes. abide by, too. Um, they can't just, you know, go kick in a door. and. No, that's not the way it works. Yeah, unfortunately. They're not Chuck Norris, and this is not, yeah. Yeah, this is not a movie. This, yeah, is, this is as real as you get. Yeah. And here's the thing, speaking on behalf of law enforcement, they do not want to make an arrest until they know it's going to stick. Right. Because if somebody is tried for a murder and they get off, they can't be tried again for that murder. Mm-hmm. It's double jeopardy. Yes. So if I'm going to accuse somebody of murder, I'm going to make sure okay. in a court of law it sticks. And I'll never forget what a federal court judge told me once. He said, Chris, it ain't what you know. It's what you can prove. Right. Yes. you got to prove it. Mm-hmm. But it's hard to sit back oh, yeah. sometimes, you know, and just oh, yeah. to let that sink in and understand it. Because if I had my way, anybody that's ever told anything or the names of the people that have been spoken of that were involved would be put in a room and interrogated and and I can think of a few other things but that's not the way it works that's you know I I realize that but it's but it's it's hard to sit back and wait for everything to unfold but as far uh, we we have a lot of faith um in the detective and what he's doing he's had a lot of obstacles to 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 get across and let me tell you something about them Kentucky State Police boys They don't give a rat's ass about obstacles. They will plow right through them, but they'll do it the right way. They are, and let me tell you, I've been in Los Angeles. I've been in New York. I've been in Maine. I've been Texas, Florida. They are among the most professional law enforcement agents in the world. Our troopers, right on up to our administration. And I'm not saying that for kudo points. I know several of them personally, and they take the oaths seriously. So when they nail these people... It's going to be just. It's going to be a just bust, so to speak. And I hope that that happens before this podcast episode airs. Mm -hmm. I would love it. I'll come over. I'll give you all a hug. 
buy you a glass of Kool-Aid. No, we don't want to use Kool-Aid. Jim Jones conjures up it. No, buy you, I'll buy you a Diet Mountain Dew. <laughs> so, but I'm telling you right now, uh, I want to see this young lady. And I have a tendency to want to say, I want to see this baby get justice. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. she, I can just see her. See, she was my mom's height. My mom was like 14, 4, 11. And man, when I heard her say Christopher Shelby, my dad, who was a Vietnam vet, would look at me and say, what did you do? Because we all knew okay. the fire is lit. It's getting ready to come down. And he said, did you take out the trash like she told you to? <laughs> oh, God, Dad, I forgot. Go in there and take out the trash. So, but yeah, I was told that Krista, while she was very sweet and very quiet and very, you know, kind of to herself, she had that side to her. She could go poof and be become tougher than the night in the Mingo County Jail. She probably got that from her daddy. Yeah. <laughs> she may have very well. Yes. It comes from somewhere. It it does come from somewhere. Um is there a place? Is there a website that you have or a Facebook page that people can visit and see and find out more information and maybe get updates from you or from the family? Yes, there's a Facebook page, Bring okay. Krista Home. Now, Krista is spelled with a K. K, K-R-I-S-T-A. Bring Krista home. Yes. And you can get accurate information there. Yes, yes. I'm sorry. You know, it's that time of year and I'm sinuses and all that stuff. So that's Facebook.com. Bring Krista home. Yes. I'll tell you what, too. We're going to link that because I know a lot of you guys listen to this. You're already on the Mountain Mysteries page. We're going to feature that on our page, too. So all you got to do is log on and click and say, oh, there it is. And then ask to join. Mm-hmm. And maybe offer up some support in the form of, hey, if there's anything we can do. Let me tell you something. A little bit of support goes a long way. Yes. It does. Just sharing the page. And- yes. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, the, these things matter. And they make a big difference. And like we asked, please say a prayer for those babies. And for these two ladies sitting here with me right now, and for the two ladies that were with us in the last interview, which were Kim and Alyssa, because they were both just great. And also her brother. Her brother. He he is not well, um, but um, but he has he he's been there a lot for Krista. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to meet him, just to say, hey, it's great to meet you. Yes. Um, he sounds like a great guy. So you know he. He's waiting for answers also. I'm sure he is. I think a lot of people are. The world's the same place it was four billion years ago. But the people in it, oh, that's a little different. Yes. They've definitely. definitely gone to hell in a handcar, some of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, some, this is not the same world I grew up in. It's not the same world, Garnet, that you grew up no, in. No, absolutely For that matter, actually, I dare say you're, you're what, 30? 30? 36. Okay, you're, you're, okay, so you're 20. You're 24. And <laughs> perfect. <laughs> I was going to say, you learn after a while. Uh, yeah. Okay. But it's probably not the same world you grew up no. in. Used to be, we could leave our screen doors unlocked. Absolutely. Nobody'd bother you. Absolutely. And walk the, walk the hollows and, and play and, and never yeah, have to worry about being bothered. Yeah. You and I probably a little more than Ash. Yes. Probably. But even when Ash was coming up, it probably wasn't that bad. No. You know, you and I no. probably would look and say, what in the world? And just go on. But now, would you let your children just run free? No. no. Used to be, you know, our time to come home was when the streetlights came on. Right. That's And the rest of the day, my mom expected us to be out 
playing football, shooting basketball, riding dirt bikes, bicycles, running the hills, whatever. Our Nintendo or whatever was outside. Mm-hmm. That was what we did. And now, oh, I kind of get why you don't want your kids to go outside. You got people driving around in white vans looking to abduct you. People looking to kill somebody. Right. Just people. because they want to see what it feels like. Mm-hmm. How many lives did she touch? I know for four kids and four other adults right here. At least. It's the tip of the iceberg. How much further did it go? Sure. But yes, somebody thought it was okay to take that away. Mm-hmm. That's what makes me upset. Yes. Now they think it's okay to keep it quiet, that it's just a, it's a secret. And Thank you. They think, well, we don't need to say nothing. If I say something, I may be putting myself in danger. This isn't about being a hero. It's about doing what's right. Mm-hmm. When one simple anonymous phone call could come in saying, look here, look there, find her. Because once they do that, then there's no doubt they can get evidence that leads to the people that did it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it can just be this simple. It can just be you picking up a phone and calling and saying, look here, look at this location, look hard. Absolutely. You can just say, here's your information. Yeah, here's your information. And I pray that that happens. Me too. I do. I cannot thank you two beautiful ladies enough for being here. Thank you thank for you. doing this. The least I can do, the least we can do, is get on here and ask, what happened? Yeah. Let's get some justice for them. Let's do what we can for them. I thank you both so much for being here. And if you have any closing thoughts, I'd love to hear them. I don't, I don't have a lot more to say other than, you know, we just hope that they find it in their heart because they do have a heart, regardless yes, of do. how it seems. Mm-hmm. They do have a heart. And um, we just pray that they come forward and, and just tell somebody, tell us what they know. One phone call. Mm-hmm, that's all it takes. Mm-hmm, and it can change everybody's lives, including theirs. It can, I mean, it can, I free, said, them. It can free them. Yeah, it can it release can them. them of. It can help. Yeah. It can help her children. It can mm-hmm. help you. It can help her cousin. It can help mm-hmm. her aunt. It can help sister in law, brother. Brother. Mm-hmm. Yes, her brother. But if, if anybody doesn't think about anybody else, who doesn't have a heart for babies? How about those four babies? Yeah. Yeah, you take a look at the one who's now 18. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lost his mommy when he was 14. Yeah. And that's just it. You know, it's one thing to know that you can go and pay a visit, mm-hmm. spend some time at the cemetery or say prayers. <clears throat> but when you don't know where they're at. No idea. Yeah. That is just an open-ended wound that never heals. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I will add that, um, and I don't necessarily, myself, I I don't, we've just had this story maybe one time, um, but that there was a link um, with her, with Krista and Candy Green, and we don't have a lot of information on that, but... Did Krista ever see the son of the former Floyd County Sheriff? Not to my knowledge, but I was told that. We've been told that several times, um, um, that kind of maybe that he had went back and forth with Krista and, and Candy. Once him and Candy got See, together. that's the same information I got. Yeah. yeah. Yes. That's what I was told. I was told that once him and Candy got together, Krista kind of went to a friend of his, and mm-hmm. I, I don't know that friend's name. Okay. Um, But 
people. Well, we know what happened to Candy. We know that she was just not long ago found Mm -hmm. in a place where they had searched previously. Right. More than once. Right. Yes. Just happened to show up there. Yeah. And that's that's also um it like for me it's 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 bittersweet. I'm 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 happy and thankful that other people has has got that answer. At least they do, you know, they got to do to know as it's not not everything, but at least they, they got the remains and got to do a service. Um at, but at the same time, you know, I, I'm glad for them and thankful, but at the same time, you know, it it hurts a at little least bit they more. Know what happened. Yeah. And they yeah. waited a yes. long time too. Yes. And now they just need justice. Yeah, that's it. That's mm-hmm. it. Because you know, let me tell you the most overused word it's called closure. There is no closure. No. no. There will not be closure until the day that we're reunited with them. And because God right. didn't, God made us a promise that said, once you're reunited, you'll never have to part again until that day comes. We've got to rely on what we've got to rely on, mm-hmm. which at this point is law enforcement. And we know that they're doing the best they can. Yes. Yes. So with that saying, you know, say a prayer for them too. For the Kentucky State Police, for Detective Tackett, for everybody that straps on a uniform, be it man or woman, and to help them help people all over the world. Krista's birthday was September 25th. And now, we're at that five-year mark of a mother, a daughter, a cousin, a friend, missing. With seemingly no trace, but... There are traces of that love she had. Four children, cousins, family members, and friends. She was here. She matters. Her life counted. Her life mattered. In the dawn of first light, the sun. In the fading 
If you enjoy the Mountain Mysteries, please subscribe and give us a 5-star rating. That helps us so much. You can also help support the Mountain Mysteries by visiting our sponsors, whose links are below, or by donating at Patreon or the PayPal link shown in the notes. Patreon subscribers will receive early commercial-free episodes and more.